Ellen on politics. Together we'll stand. Hello and welcome to Alan on Politics. This is the 25th episode on, of Alan on Politics. It's been a couple of weeks since I've produced one of these episodes and this will be the last one of the year. Right now today as I'm shooting this, it's about two days before the New Year's of 2022. That's coming up soon. And I planning to take some time for a little bit of reflection for about the next month or so. So this will be the last episode of Alan on Politics for this year, obviously, also of season one. And then whether there'll be a season two or not, I'm not sure. If there is, I'll probably come back to it in late January. In fact, I think I will come back to it at least to produce a video to say what I'm going to be doing or not doing. If I'm going to continue this, or not, if I'm going to be involved in any other kind of public political actions or discussions, uh, I'll give you a sense of that when I come back, assuming I'm still alive, which is always an assumption that we make. What I wanted to talk today a little bit about is some things up for this season of Alan on Politics, what I've been trying to convey, where I'm at, and talk about not just these ideas for good things to happen, good things to work toward, or the kind of society that we could have that can be envisioned, I think, realistically, but what kind of strategy we use or can use to move things forward. Now, when I started this, it was really mostly a pandemic project because I was stuck at home, and at my age, I didn't want to take a lot of risks being out around people. And I had the camera equipment from our former show, Oregon News and Views, and figured I'd use it to try to put some ideas out there and see if I could get any discussion going. Didn't get a lot of feedback from people, a little bit, but it was a substitute for what I would usually be doing, which is attending different kinds of public or political meetings, uh, getting to know people in the side conversations before or after meetings and whatnot, and finding people that had somewhat similar views and then getting together with them to talk more and trying to move our efforts in a common direction. So it was always with the idea of building um, a community of support for political ideas and finding people that could work together to help achieve those goals. I've always thought those kind of things are important and continue to think so. Hard to figure out how to do that when you're stuck at home, as most of us have been. And doing Zoom meetings is not quite the same. You don't get a chance to talk to people. And doing these meetings, these episodes of Alan on Politics, I haven't gotten much of a chance to discuss things with people either. Not only because I get a few comments on the comments section, uh, but because, you know, you can't have a back and forth when you're just staring at a camera presenting your view and then waiting to see if somebody has something to say days or hours later. And online discussions aren't quite as... Uh, effective at getting to know people as in-person face-to-face conversations are, of course. So anyway, it was a substitute for what I'd usually be doing politically, which is meeting people, sharing ideas, and finding things to work on together that seems to move things in a positive direction, given the opportunities that we have. What I've been trying to do then is give a sense of, over the years, 
the kind of vision that I built up for myself in, in conversations with a lot of people and doing a lot of readings and some research is to envision where I'm trying to move toward, to try to understand the world around me and get a sense of where I'm going, where I'm trying to head. You know, the world can be a better place. We all have that sense in our bones, but we don't know how to make it a better place or what it is exactly what we're reaching for all the time. And I've been clarifying my vision about that as I learn about the world over the years. And I'm still learning and I'm still clarifying and I'm still revising my ideas. Right now, what I'd say, though, is it is possible to have something. You know, I use the word socialism and people have fixed ideas of what that means. But set aside all these fixed ideas and simply say to me what it means is that working people have more control over the businesses that they work in and a society in which people's needs are being met, especially our most essential needs, such as for shelter, food, health care, community, um, interconnections with other people, feeling a sense of being valued and belonging. All that stuff is important, and you can experience it in aspects of life, but it seems to be lacking a lot in our society, even compared to other societies. So moving toward that, I think it is possible to have an economy in which people have more control over their working lives, a form of workplace democracy, uh, where working people are actually the ones who choose the people who are going to be guiding big economic organizations, big working uh, institutions, uh, what we call businesses, you know, biz busynesses, what keep people busy doing things that are supposed to be adding to our overall social benefit. Um, businesses should be run by the people who work in it. Of course, there's a role for people who can be entrepreneurial and come up with new ideas, new businesses. But I think there's a way you can make those things mesh. What we know of as the uh, values of the kind of capitalist system that we've been living in, which is, you know, a lot of uh, change, a lot of innovation, all that. But to get rid of the sides of it that are not only not working well, but are now threatening life on Earth, like our whole energy system being dependent on fossil fuels and the growing uh, extremely fast economic inequality. It's been around for decades now. Of course, it's always been there to some degree. We had a brief respite in the times when I was uh, just a child in the 50s and 60s, child, young person. But it's always been there in capitalism, the trend toward growing inequality, which not only throws the economy out of whack, but also throws our political situation out of whack. So I can foresee something where working people have control over the businesses they work in. There's a role for markets and there's a role for innovation and entrepreneurship. There's also a role for everybody's needs being met in something like a universal basic income and universal health care. And if you haven't seen the last two episodes of Alan on Politics, I encourage you to really go back and watch those because I think out of all the shows I've done, they've been two of the most informative. I've talked with Marco Dondi on those shows who just published a book called Outgrowing Capitalism. And he helped me understand our banking system and how it functions within our economic system and how that actually makes the dysfunction of our economy uh, continually produce crises and expect more in the future if we don't change directions and how the banking system could be reoriented toward a basic income and other social needs and actually help stabilize the economy at the same time. So I think that was a really important episode and I hope you go watch it because I, I think it deserves some um, 
viewership, some thought and consideration. Anyway, so we could have a universal-based kingdom, universal healthcare, people controlling the businesses they work in, and a voting political system in which we really are able to work together more effectively and produce representatives who can find ways of moving forward that actually represent where the public is at, help move the public toward greater understanding of each other, greater information, and elect people that can work on our behalf to bring our government policies more in line with uh, greater freedom, greater uh, sense of uh, social responsibility toward each other, and um, a public banking system that helps direct capital towards real social needs and not simply profit-making for the very small minority of very wealthy investors in our country. That kind of a vision, I think, is feasible. And I've been trying to outline the aspects of that program over the course of these shows. Um, the particular policies I'm recommending to move toward at this juncture would be star voting, which is a method of voting that's meant to be an improvement over ranked choice voting, which is getting a lot of attention these days, but has been around over 100 years and the flaws of it are well known. Uh, so star voting is an improvement over ranked choice voting. It's an improvement over the way we vote now in a number of ways. Uh, public banking system, workplace democracy, universal basic income, universal health care. Those are the kind of things that I think are particularly important. But the question has always been left unaddressed, at least to some degree, is how do we get from here to there? Is there a realistic way of doing that? So today I want to talk about political strategy. And I'm not just talking about, in fact, I'm not talking at all about political strategy in the sense of being able to accomplish what you want to accomplish. Now, that sounds ridiculous. Like, what kind of a strategy doesn't accomplish what you want to accomplish? What I mean by that, though, is that I don't think it is possible for any of us to control the future. So how do you orient your actions when you have the awareness that whatever you do may not result in what you think it should result in, that the uh, social systems are just too complex and the number of things that can change that are unpredictable make any strategy almost like a matter of dumb luck whether it's going to result in what you hope it will or not and if it does result in what you hope it will it may not been hit at all because of what you did or or your your efforts at it it may be for other reasons that have nothing to do with you so what kind of strategy do you do when the future is so uncertain and maybe you don't believe the future is uncertain. Maybe you believe that we can predict it reasonably accurately. And I think there's some sense to that. We, we can see in times of social stability how the system functions and how it's likely to function in the future. But this is not a time of social stability at all. Even then, things are subject to unexpected changes and developments. But now more than ever, I think our economic system is in danger of bigger crises in the future, if you can even imagine that. I think our political system is in great danger of just destroying whatever vestiges of democracy we've been able to um, build up over the centuries. Uh, I think, of course, our health is all endangered by, uh, the health of all of us is endangered by these pandemics and how badly they've been handled, allowing them uh, to run rampant in different parts of the world, including our own country here and new mutations, new viruses may be coming. So I think we're in, uh, don't forget climate change. Never forget climate change. I mean, if it just makes you stay awake at night, 
you can forget it, try to go to sleep. But it's something also that's going to produce a great deal of disruption. Not to try to scare you, but to say, this is not a time of stability when we can, even with some reasonable expectation, think that we know how to act and how that will produce the kind of results we want. We're nowhere near in a situation, in my opinion, where we can have that kind of confidence, any kind of confidence that we know what we're doing. <laughs> so what do you do? What's the political strategy? How do you orient your actions if you're trying to address our political world, our economic, social world? If that's how you, you see your role in the world is doing something about that, concerned about these problems and wanting to do something about that, how do you do it when things are so unstable and uncertain and when you never know how your actions are going, what they're going to result in, what is the outcome going to be? And here's my take on it. Take it or leave it. This is from my experience of life and how I experience life, not just past experiences, but what seems to me real in my life at this juncture is always it's a matter of doing what seems at a deeper level the right thing for you to do given your best understanding of the circumstances you find yourself in. So it's always a very uh, circumstantial kind of decision that is not just the circumstances of the world but what is your immediate opportunities for action? What are your immediate opportunities for action? What are your particular skills and interests that you can bring to bear on this? And how do you feel led inside? That's more of a kind of a spiritual question as I'm posing it. Not spiritual in the sense that it's disembodied or in opposition to uh, the material, what we would call reality of this world. Not sure how real it is because it keeps changing. Hard to get a grasp on what exactly this world is. But spiritual, I simply mean our interconnectedness with each other and with the entire universe around us. I think each of us has some sense. If you take the time to look not only inward, but outward at the same time, how do we feel led inward? And what kind of opportunities are presenting themselves outwardly that seems like moving in that direction is the right thing to do. Not just right politically or morally, but right for you, your particular life at this particular moment. How is the world opening up to who you are and how is who you are moving in that world? Getting in touch with that. To me, that's been part of a spiritual practice, practicing meditations for uh, many decades, over 40 years, I think now, getting in touch with that. Who am I? What is this world? How are we interconnected? And especially, how am I interconnected with other people? Political strategy always has to involve, in my mind, how can I treat the people around me better? And for the political aspect, specifically political, how can we help each other better understand the world we find ourselves in and better understand the opportunities for action that are presenting themselves to us where we're at. Now, I've said to people in the past, I don't know if I've talked about it much in this uh, Allen on Politics show, I don't think I have, but I've said to people in the past, don't make 
strategy choices into binary oppositional um, choices. That is, whenever you find yourself contemplating, is it better to say, act within the Democratic Party or join a third party? Or is it better to act within the field of elections and electioneering and trying to elect better people? Or is it better to act outside that in terms of uh, maybe uh, political groups that are pursuing particular projects or programs or participating in demonstrations or anything else? Don't put those in opposition either, or violence versus nonviolence, or any of those things that seem like, you know, you have to figure out which is the best path and then choose that because any one of those could be the best path at a particular moment for a particular person. And you can only tell that by getting a sense of what what's going on around you in particular, not just what is your view of the world and how things should happen, what people should do, people in general, the, you know, the um, token person of your imagination should do about things, but you, right where you're at, what can you do? What, what it feels right to do? Don't say it has to be this or that because it could be one or the other or both at the same time. You could participate in the Democratic Party and still keep in touch with people who are active in third parties and try to find ways to help them and contribute to positive things they're doing. It doesn't have to be either or. You can engage in elections, and that's one way to advance things. Not always possible to get somebody you want elected, but you can raise issues. You can educate the public. You can help organize people by getting them in, you know, helping getting them involved and give people new experience in political organizing. Or you can do that in a third party. Third party has a lot of advantages too. You're not so constrained by the chase after money so that you can uh, speak more freely as a candidate and have, you know, help educate the public in a different way. Um, people can get more experience in running campaigns without much money with, with, you know, where you have to do everything yourself in a third party, get a lot of different skills that you wouldn't have gotten otherwise. So there's a lot of advantages in pursuing various paths, no matter which one it is. So it's not a matter of figuring out which one is best. I get really tired of arguments about, you know, if you're going to be involved in the Democratic Party, that's futile for X, Y, and Z reason. And then the obvious comeback is, well, if you're going to get involved in a third party, here's an X, Y, and Z reason why that's not going to work. Or if you just chuck elections entirely and say, I'm going to work in some other political aspect, there's reasons why that may not work either. So any of those have downsides, but they all have certain positive sides. Any one of them could be the right thing for you at a particular time. So it sounds very vague, I know. But what I want to get at here is I think uh, insofar as what we're, the reason we get engaged in politics, in political action, is to build a better world. And that impetus toward a better world comes from our impetus to manifest our better selves. That's not true of everybody. Somebody get involved in politics to work out their, their inner traumas and problems where they feel like they have to dominate people or control the world around them or something. So, you know, there's a lot of dross that comes in with that basic human impetus towards making a better world. But I think for most of the people I'm addressing that are watching this, that are even bothered going to listening to me because they may have known me or encountered me, no that what I'm trying to work toward is a world in which people are better to each other. So bettering yourself is a, is a, 
is a key element of bettering the world around you. My throat's going dry because I haven't been talking a lot. I mean, I haven't been talking a lot in real life because I'm home alone, except when my wife is in, at home with me. Um, and now I'm talking to camera, raising my voice a little because I get a little excited talking about this kind of stuff. Political strategy then to me is a matter of coming to know yourself better, coming to know other people better, um, relating to other people, uh, joining with other people, acting, learning from your actions, revising, reflecting, and then acting again. Continual cycle. Acting, learning, reflecting, acting, learning, reflecting from wherever you start. So what I'm going to be doing over the next month is reflecting. I spent six months doing this show and it's been a learning experience and I want to assess the things I've learned. I think one thing, if I do come back to doing this, I'm not going to do it on a weekly basis and I'm not going to try to stick with a particular time segment as I have been doing. That is, I've been trying to shoot for about 28 minutes or so uh, because initially the thought was we were going to try to get this on community radio, uh, but never got quite to the point where I thought it was ready for that. So I want to have more flexibility in the format and the timing of producing these things. If I do it, if I continue to do it, not sure what kind of format it'll be, but I, I like doing interviews. It's just hard to find good people to interview, um, especially when I have a very low viewership. <laughs> I don't know how I can find any, you know, big names to do it. So it, it takes time to find the people are not as well known that have something interesting and important to say. It takes a little more digging to find that. So I think I'd like to do interviews. I'm not sure if I'll be able to find that. I like to spend more time sometimes developing presentations of information so I can do it in a more effective, uh, a little more polished way, hopefully. I've been learning my skills about doing uh, graphics and doing these videos, doing the audio and everything. So I think if I do continue to do this, I'm going to do it on a more irregular basis. Not every week, but whenever I get something ready to go out. And the, um, the length of the episodes can be various, sometimes longer, maybe even sometimes shorter. If you have ideas about things you'd like me to do, certainly, again, this is reaching out to people that are in any way um, interested in what I've been saying. There's a few of you that seem to come back repeatedly to watch my episodes, and I thank you very much for your interest and attention. If you can think of anything you'd like to see this show move toward, if you'd like to see me doing, um, let me know. And even if it's we'd like to see you stop doing this and shut up for a while and get out of her face, you can tell me that because that's worth knowing. So I'm looking for signals from you outside to give me some sense of how this has been coming across for you, what's been valuable for you, what's not been, how you how you feel this should move forward, if it should move forward. And in the meantime, I'm going to take about a month just to kind of pull back and reflect on myself about how I'm feeling about things, what I've learned, where I'm going. All right, then. So, again, I thank you for having given me some of your time to watch any of these videos, especially this one, as I'm rambling on toward the end. Um, let me know what you're thinking. Put, you can put it on the Alan on Politics Facebook page in the comments, 
or even better on the Allen on Politics YouTube channel because I always get a notice when something shows up there, whereas on Facebook sometimes uh, people post comments when it's shared on other channels and I don't always see it, so I don't know what you're saying to me. Thanks again. Thank you for watching. Uh, bless you all. I'm glad to have contact with people in whatever way you can. Reach out if you want to. And I'll come back probably at the end of January at least to tell you where I'm at at that point. And Happy New Year. I hope it's a better one for you and for all the other people, especially those who have been suffering through this last couple of years. Okay? Bye.